I was recently talking with my friend Gabe. And he brought up the amount of noise pollution that is active in cities. That sort of spiraled into this conversation about ADD and how, for me, uh, being somebody with ADD, sensory perception is sort of a constant. It's not really a thing I can dial out. I'm consistently overwhelmed by sensory input. I found it interesting to listen to him and hear his perspective on moving into a more rural area in Philadelphia and how calming that was for him. And I can't help but agree that there's a tax or like a psychic pollution that comes from sound pollution in cities. And for people like myself that suffer or live through or exist with uh, sensory filtering perception issues like ADD or uh, for people that exist on the autism spectrum, sound is a big deal. And for myself, uh, you know, light pollution is another huge one, which is also a constant thing in cities. And so as I walk through Berkeley right now, in contrast to the area in Oakland that I live, this is relatively calm. And I would say, other than the sounds of birds chirping, almost silent. And if this microphone is a little more sensitive, you'd probably be able to pick up all of the sounds of traffic that I can hear right now. That's a little further away, the sounds of trains. But it's definitely quieter than my neighborhood. I mean, I'm not actively looking at statistics right now or looking at a data set that says anything about the tax of sound on the brain or what constant stimulation does to you or how it exhausts you. But I might postulate that basically your brain is always running some amount. But I don't think it's always supposed to be constantly processing. And I think that that particular thing might actually be bad for you. And I'm pretty sure that I read at one point that people that sleep with fans on or white noise have a higher percentage of Alzheimer's than a higher, higher percentage incidence of Alzheimer's than people that don't. So it kind of makes me wonder if overall folks in cities have a higher rate of Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative disorders and that kind of stuff because of the constant tax. Who knows? 
but it does make me think about it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of benefits to living in a city. One is you just have access to capital like you wouldn't in a small town. And basically, if you live in a small town or rural area, unless you've gone out and sort of achieved either the capital or the skill set that you need to come back and be successful, you're pretty much stuck working and doing whatever you can find there. Whereas like if you're in a city, a lot of times you can gather those skills. There's enough opportunities to where you can potentially find an open door somewhere to do something different. Potentially. But that's uh, one of the things I wonder about a lot, you know, is as a person in my late 30s, however that happened, um, which is the inevitable march of time, but it's weird because it happens faster than you cognitively are aware of. It just, birthdays keep coming, sometimes you forget to celebrate them, and the next thing you know, you're just about to be 40. Um, but I think about people it stayed in my hometown, and I think about the people that are on a similar trajectory, such as myself, that, like, basically never finished college, um, came from a lower-income family, with families that don't own property, and with parents that weren't college-educated. And for the most part, I don't really know anybody in my peer group or from my hometown that stayed um, that actually, like, did well for themselves. You know, like... I, I don't think I can think of a single person that just, like, stuck around my small town, uh, grounded out at a job, and did okay, um, that had the same background as me. And that's crazy to me. You know, and, and it makes me sometimes wonder because there's this part of me that, that thinks, well, if I just would have stayed at home and not moved down uh, to the city, you know, like 12, 13 years ago, would I have been happy with the life that I had? And would I have achieved as much as I have at this point in my life? And to be clear, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I'm a master achiever or anything, and I'm, 
I'm not pulling down, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And I'm not going on mad vacations all over the place. I'm just a very small business owner living their life. But like I said, I, I wonder at times, like, if this, if this amount of struggle that I go through, if like this tiny amount of achievement that I've made, if that was worth what maybe could have been simplistic contentment in my rural hometown. And if I would have actually been happy there. And thinking back, I, I was miserable while I lived in Nevada County. And I can't really imagine that my outcome would be better, to be honest. I don't think I would have gotten as far. Just emotionally and intellectually, not even career-wise. So I don't know. I don't think I would have been happier. Or more content. I do think, though, that one thing that would be much different is I would be less isolated. And that's a weird side effect of living in a city in general anyway, is that there's coming from a rural place, there's a closeness that is smothering, um, that is consistent and in which like, even if you're an extrovert, you want to get away from the cloying activity of it because it's so, so consistent across all spheres. And being here, it's, it's kind of like the other way, you know, like you're so detached and so constantly filled up with activity just to do things like make rent that close-knit human bonds and connection are something that you have to set intentionality around. And in a small town, finding time to yourself is something you have to set intentionality around. And I want to be clear that that, that may actually be really, really, that idea of in a city needing to set intentionality around finding close-knit time with others and being in a small town having to set intentionality around being able to find time just for yourself. That those things might actually be experientially for me closely sort of set to the age that I was at. You know, like I... I don't know. Like, I don't know if in my uh, 40s and 50s and 60s, if actually being in a city would be less 
um, lonely than being in a rural place just because potentially the amount of people, the amount of potential that you have for matching up with other people your own age is reduced. Like there are just less people to hang out with. You might see them more consistently out in public, but you know, it's sort of like that thing, like as you go through life, or at least I've noticed this from when you're in your teens all the way up into your forties, basically your, your friend group begins to dwindle and partially because of activity and also partially because people just die. It's like part of it, you know? Uh, a lot of the people you knew, or at least in my case, that I knew, uh, have passed away. And so I can only imagine that that, like, much like the amount of marriages, divorces, and children begins to sort of get exponential as I get older. As his sort of the pattern of life. Um, yeah, I don't know. Eventually, there's going to be some age that they get to where I won't be invited to weddings anymore. And it'll just be funerals. Well, this podcast is getting grim. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You can be lonelier in a small town. Well, if anybody listening to this, uh, you know, I don't really actually ever get any responses to my podcasts, but if somebody did have some sort of insight into this or some sort of commentary or question or follow-up or whatever, I'd, I'd love to hear back from somebody about what they thought about that idea, about if living in a small town is potentially more fulfilling or less fulfilling or more isolating or less isolating or more lonely as you get older or less lonely as you get older than living in a city. I'd sure love to hear it. Um, anyway, have a great one. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Bye.